Driven mofos, I wanted to mention something that means a lot to me. When I was younger, everyone doubted me and their doubts became my doubts. Their fears festered inside my mind and I hated myself as I knew I could do so much more in life. I just didn't know where to start and failure would reinforce what a loser I already believed I was. If it wasn't for listening to audios just like this, which I spent tens of thousands of dollars on, I would have probably ended it all. I know that there are so many people out there who feel this way and are holding themselves back from greatness. So if I could ask just one favor today, it would be that you share this podcast with just one person as it may make all the difference and start them on a new path. So I really used to struggle with chasing shiny objects. Now, I guess it's part of my entrepreneurial spirit, but also it prevented my business from growing to the maximum level that it could. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I talk about the many lessons, learnings, and tools that I've learned along my journey from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to rich listers, successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and more, all while running business and personal performance events for tens of thousands of people who want to get the best out of themselves and their lives. This is my way of helping more people to excel in life, build successful empires, and be the best that they can be. I hope you share and enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to talk about why people that tend to be more entrepreneurial or more creative keep chasing novelty or shiny objects or creating new ideas and doing new things or trying to expand their businesses too rapidly. And it can be their downfall and detriment, especially if they're trying to maximize the growth that they have in their current business. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. So the other day I was talking to one of the clients that is in our Business Odyssey program. And they reached out to me and they said, look, we want to expand our business. They have a shop front. I want to expand out and create the second or the third store. And I really want to grow this thing a lot more. And I see this happening quite a lot with people that are more entrepreneurial or more creative. They will tend to expand really, really rapidly or chase novelty. And so I want to go through and give you some of my feedback to this individual because I think it will help some of the business owners out there that are more entrepreneurial or the people out there that are more creative. Because what you'll find is that you don't really get the traction that you probably should get in your business because you keep doing lots of new things. And I used to go out quite a lot to these entrepreneur events and startup events. The majority of people that were at them weren't really entrepreneurs. I would hear a lot of people talking bullshit, you know, saying that their company's worth $50 million and they hadn't even started the company yet, but it's got a pre-evaluation and all these stupid ideas and stupid terminology. So I stopped going to a lot of them. But what I found was that there were a lot of people also that would say, you know, I've got like eight businesses and I'm going, okay, cool. What are you doing? They're like, well, I've got one in marketing and I've got one in tech and I've got one in videography and I do a little bit of this on the side. And I'm thinking, shit, these people must be extremely gifted and extremely talented. Like we must be looking at the next Elon Musk. But unfortunately, what normally happens is that you've got someone that has poor impulse control. They essentially can't control their ideas. They can't control themselves. And instead of putting all their eggs in one basket and trying to nurture those eggs so that they grow... What they do is they just split up all their eggs and they throw them all in different directions and they hope that one hatches. But normally when that one hatches, they'll throw a whole bunch more out and then hope that something else hatches. And so they keep creating these new business ideas and these new business ventures, but none of them really take off. And I've seen some people that I started business with around the same time. They had like 15 different businesses and over the years, they've probably had 30 to 40 different businesses. None of them have ever really worked. They make enough money to survive but they've never really made enough money to thrive or they've never really become good at anything because one minute they're a crypto expert, the next person they're a marketer, then they've got a marketing agency, then now they're starting a you know a side hobby business or a side hustle business in network marketing and then they're doing something else. 
And I'm assuming that the majority of the people on here know somebody like that. But essentially, it's just a person with poor impulse control. They don't really know what they want. Again, it comes back to a lot of the stuff that I talk about in this podcast with getting really, really clear with your success map, the exact thing that I go through and help you build out in Thrive Time. Because if you're not clear about your mission and what you're trying to achieve and your value structure, then you'll just keep playing around with things and you'll be trying to figure out what you want to do in life and you'll be trying to figure out where you want to go. You waste a lot of time. You waste a lot of energy. You waste a lot of effort. You probably waste a lot of money as well and your mental health will suffer because of it, especially when you've been doing something or all these things for 10 or 15 years and you've never really made a good amount of money. When there's other people out there that in the same time have produced a five or a 10 or a 15 or a $20 million business, but they've got their head down and their bum up and they're just working really, really hard on that one thing. There's a great little book if you haven't read it, it's called The One Thing. I don't know who the author is if you just go to Google or Amazon, but it really talks about you being effective and efficient by focusing on one thing consistently, whether it's one thing a year, whether it's one thing a month, whether it's one thing a quarter, whether it's one thing a week, or whether it's one thing a day, or if it's one thing for the next hour block. It's just be focused on that thing. And really, it comes down to value structure as well, like it talks a little bit about that in there, but it's a great little book and a great little reminder that you can't do everything and you can't be everything to everybody. And so you've got to know what you're trying to achieve. So for a lot of entrepreneurs, I think that one of the most painful things is that they try to do too much. And so when this person reached out, they said, you know, we're looking at starting our second store. It's been less than 12 months since they've started their first store. And so my feedback was this, is that before you start a second store or before you expand, now, if you've got a background in franchising, this is normally where franchises fuck up as well and why a lot of franchises don't last, they essentially grow really, really quickly and then implode. Because the thing is that if you can't build one business model that works well, then the chances that you can grow four, five, six, or seven that you can grow well is probably very low and very poor. And so there are a lot of people out there who start franchises, they have a business, it's going okay, then they end up getting more people in because it creates more money, then they think that they're gonna hire experts and they're gonna solve all these problems that happen in the franchise model. But what's happening is that people are paying you good money in order to have a system and a process and that system and process is ineffective. And so slowly people start pulling out of the franchise, they start taking you to court and then all of a sudden the whole franchise model implodes. And I've seen this happen from about six or seven people that I know of who have built franchises, they normally collapse. But I also see it when people try to expand their bricks and mortar business too much. They go from one little business, it might be a year or two old, they still have a lot of problems like they're struggling with customer acquisition, they might be struggling with getting product or getting a product to market fit, the service, the sales, the management, the accountabilities that need to be created. Maybe it's the financial modeling or the financial templates. So the business might not even be profitable yet. And then they think, well, if I'm doing okay now, like let's say I've made $5,000 profit in the first month. Well, if I start another business, then I'm gonna get $10,000 profit because I've got 5,000 plus 5,000, there's a $10,000 profit there. So the more businesses that I open, the more money I make. Now it doesn't work like that. What happens is the head fucks not only double, they triple because now you've got less time. So instead of being focused on one problem, you have to then run between two shops to try and figure out the problems of two businesses. You've got two people or let's say two managers. You might have four staff in each business. So essentially now you're dealing with five people. The problems in the business don't add, so they're not an addition, they're a multiplication. So when you have one person and that person talks to another person, the miscommunication is essentially one plus one. But when you bring in a third person, you've got one person can talk to two people, that essentially multiplies the amount of fuck ups that can go wrong in that communication. So when you're going from three staff 
to six staff in different locations, or let's say four staff in one location and four staff in another location, you have essentially created 16 times the amount of problems that you're normally used to dealing with. And so it's gonna take up more time, it's gonna take up more brain space, it's gonna create more stress, there's gonna be more pressure, there's gonna be more staff problems, there's gonna be more customer relation problems now, there's just gonna be this huge expansion of problems that most people aren't aware of. And then the business owner just gets so stuck that they're so stressed out and frustrated, then what most business owners that can't control their impulses do, they go, oh, I know what I need to do. Instead of having a business in, let's say, marketing, now I've got these two businesses. Let's say one does social media marketing and one does SEO, and they're two completely different companies with different staff and different brands. When those two businesses start creating multiple problems, the business owner that can't control their impulses goes, you know what? I think I'm gonna go try something different. I'm gonna get into, I'm gonna build my own gym clothing line. And then so they go out and they start creating gym clothing line. And now they've got three businesses that are all doing shit. And now they've just got another two or three people working for them. Instead of 16 times the amount of problems, they might have 32 times the amount of problems because now there's just more shit going on. There's more moving parts. There's more miscommunication. You know, one person can communicate with seven different people in the wrong way. And then those people get stressed out and frustrated. Management get frustrated. And so all of a sudden, the business owner is trapped, stuck, broke, stressed out, tired. They feel like they're trapped and they fucking hate everybody. They don't want to talk to anyone and they just want to get out of business. And they're done. They're cooked. Now, for an entrepreneurial type person, that won't last long because I want to start something new. So here's what I said to the person that I was talking to from our Business Growth Odyssey the other day, which is our business multiplier event. Essentially, it's a 12-month business growth program. And I just said, look, first of all, the first thing that I would do is make sure that your financial modeling is correct. You should know exactly how much money that the business is going to spit out month on month on month for a minimum of a year. So you should be able to logically predict when your low times are, let's say, for instance, if you've got a personal training business, in a personal training business, normally from my memory from when I was a personal trainer, I knew that around August, when the sun starts coming out here in Adelaide, people start going to the gym. And so you start to get this influx of clientele. Also at summertime, so December the 1st, when the news and the media say, today's the first day of summer, December the 1st, there's an influx into the gym again. And then all of a sudden, two to three weeks into December, it's crickets. It's dead quiet because it's Christmas time. People are focusing on Christmas, family, going away, partying, drinking. So you go through this dead spell where you don't earn any money. Then all of a sudden, January 1st comes, people set New Year's resolutions. And around about the second week of January or the third week of January, when everyone comes back from holidays and they start to get back into a routine, they set their goals to get healthy again. So all of a sudden you get this huge influx of clientele again and it's booming. And that goes on for a while throughout summer. And then as winter starts to come, it all dies down again and it starts to become a bit more stable. And then bang, the cycle happens again. Get ready business owners that make under a million dollars per year. I'm getting ready to launch my brand new online dominate zero to a million dollars business hub with the goal of giving small business owners what they need to grow their business past their first million dollars with the tips, the tools, the processes, the frameworks, and the trainings to scale their business past the first million dollars without wasting years and millions of dollars like I did with all the trials, errors and mistakes that cost me. This will give those of you out there wanting to make your first million dollars the fast track to scaling your business. Stay tuned for the launch. Now, all businesses have these cycles. You could call them seasons. Winter, it's very dry, it's very dark, it's very hard. For us as a personal development, personal growth business that runs seminars, around Christmas time, no one gives a shit about their mindset. There, everyone's partying, running a mark, having fun. In fact, I shouldn't say everyone because there's probably a lot of you out there who are listening to this podcast who don't do that. 
But the majority of people in our society, once it hits December, the first week or the second week, most people are thinking about Christmas holidays, Christmas break, Christmas time, buying presents for the kids, what they're doing on holidays, getting drunk with their friends, overeating food. And so they're not thinking about dealing with their mindset. But when January the 1st comes and they freak out because they didn't achieve the results they wanted last year and they feel guilty and ashamed, all of a sudden you get people in the first and second week again that start wanting to do stuff or wanting to do events or wanting to buy a product or a service or get private coaching. That's very, very common. We get quite a few signups for our Business Growth Odyssey event in January as well for the exact same reason. People realize that they're not getting the results that they want last year in their business. There's stress, there's frustration and problems they haven't solved. They want to surround themselves with the right-minded type people that are going to help them grow, that are going to keep them accountable. They want to learn from other people and other experts. And so we get a sort of a rapid sign up in through January and February, and then it sort of stabilizes throughout the year. But this is quite common. So I said to him, you need to know your cycles. You need to know when it's highs, when it's lows, you need to average that out. And you need to make sure that you've got enough money for the low times, you put away enough money in the high times, and that you don't just try and keep expanding your business. Because if not, it's going to create a lot of volatility, number one. So I would not expand the business until your financial modeling is right, number one. Number two, until you know all your customer acquisition costs. How much does it cost to get a customer and to get the customer to spend? And then what's their average spend over a year, two years, three years, five years, whatever your business model is. So that then you can really predict the finances of the business, number one. Number two, the business needs to 100% operate without you, or at least 95% operate without you. Because if you have a business where you're spending, let's say, 50 hours a week in that business and you go and start a second business, how's the second business supposed to run when the first business consumes 50 hours of time? It doesn't make logical sense. And most business owners go, oh, just hire someone. But they hire someone, that chews into profits, and now that's going to create another problem. So now you've got less profits. You're not making your $5,000 a week anymore because maybe $3,000 has to go to management. So now you're making $2,000. So your financial modeling is already broken. Most people just don't think about this stuff. So if you are going to expand a business, make sure the first one is running effectively first. Make sure that it can run without you, that you've got effective leadership, effective management, and that they're following process, and you can let it run for a while. So once a business can run for a couple of months without you, and you can go in there and just check on them, make sure the staff are okay, and you just sort of hang around, inspire people, make sure that people are doing their right job, you know, high five them when they're doing a good job, and you just leave it alone. Then you know that you can open up a second store because you've got everything right. The modeling's right, the foundation's right, the system's right, the processes are right, the leadership and the management's right, the hiring's right, and then off you go, you start up your second store. But just most people are in a rush to get nowhere fast. And this is a quote that I've said for many, many years in my events. I don't know if I made it up or if it's my quote or if I was inspired from somebody else. But yeah, I tell a lot of people, you're in a rush to get nowhere fast because the faster you rush things, the more you fuck them up the more you fuck them up, the more you've got to go back and fix them. And so it slows everything down. If you can do things in a methodical manner where you start implementing things, things break a little bit, you fix them and you keep moving forward, eventually you'll get a business that operates really effectively. If you don't do that and you rush and you try to expand too quick, then you have to go back and fix all the problems in the business, the original business, which didn't work. Now, a lot of entrepreneurial people don't like that because they're always looking for a shortcut most entrepreneurs, which is why most entrepreneurs don't get anywhere in life. They don't achieve great things in business. And if they're lucky, they'll make a million dollars. Most of them won't, okay? Statistically anyway. In fact, statistically, the majority of businesses in Australia, they won't make over $2 million a year. I think it's like 96% of businesses won't make over $2 million a year in turnover. So that's how rare it is to have a business that grows 
where it's effective and operates effectively. Like if you're running a really good business, it should be doing well over $2 million a year in turnover. But most businesses won't get there. Why? Because someone's trying to do things too quick. They're trying to not work. They're trying to maximize financial growth without putting in the effort and the energy and the value and the infrastructure back into their business. And so, yeah, it just stagnates. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this gives you something to think about. Have a great day. I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Take care, peace out, and push hard. Mm -hmm.